Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode nine of the Simply Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, or TV shows, or this week comics, we've got the show for you. And like I said, this week we're gearing up for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Badness by reading some Doctor Strange comics, uh, similar to how we did a few weeks back for Moon Knight premieres. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little bit interesting because I think we both got somewhat short comic runs compared to like our Moon Knight runs, um, yeah. which is good because some of our news is pretty dense. Like we've got to talk about um, the Fantastic Four MCU film losing its director, the <laughs> Fast X also losing its director, which is the Fast and Furious 10. And then CinemaCon's uh, just all the things from CinemaCon will probably be a, a big chunk of our, our news segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're ready, we'll just get down into it. Oh, I want to get down and dirty. <laughs> Let's just get stinky. I want to gangbang you all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> been on an Oscar Isaac kick, huh? I have been, dude. dude I'll those, never be able to get enough those, of them. <laughs> those TikToks kill me, and I love that they're able to separate it away from... Yeah, uh, Marissa Tomei. So you've just, <laughs> if you have no clue that it's like, it's what it is, is it's a, uh, like a, a zoom play. play. Yeah. yeah. And, but so just out of context, it's just Oscar Isaac being a horny dominating daddy. Who's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to gangbang you all by myself. Yeah. I'm going to rip your tits off with, tits my, off teeth. with my teeth. Uh, he's like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to gangbang you, you all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> What's he say though? He's like, get on your knees. That's I an order. You an order. <laughs> That's like, whoa. <laughs> Moon Knight is horny. Yeah, this man's hurting for it. He's yeah. fiending. He's fiending for it. <laughs> now, <laughs> anyways, uh, so into the news here. And we're going to start at the top. John Watts, who directed the MCU Spider Man trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, has actually decided to withdraw from the director's chair on the Fantastic Four film for MCU. Um, he made a statement to the Hollywood Reporter saying that making three Spider-Man films was an incredible and life-changing experience for me. I'm eternally grateful to have been a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for seven years. I'm hopeful we'll work together again soon, and I can't wait to see the amazing vision for Fantastic Four brought to life. Um, and then Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel Studios, uh, released a statement with uh, the co-president, Louis Despacito, and they said that, Uh, collaborating with John on the Spider-Man films has been a true pleasure. We were looking forward to continuing our work with him to bring the Fantastic Four into the MCU, but we understand and are supportive of his reasons for stepping away. We are optimistic that we will have the opportunity to work together again at some point down the road. Sounds like a genuine, like, you know, something's going on, or maybe he's like, I just want to take a step back for a little bit, and they're like, okay. Yeah, well, and he said some stuff on, like, Twitter and other people, like, you know, quote-unquote, sources close to the situation, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, make it sound like it really is just a, a case of burnout where you figure he made three Spider-Man films in the course of seven years. Um, yeah, that's a lot. So, yeah, that's that's pretty quick turnaround, especially when you consider that there was like the COVID delays and it was uh, No Man Home was No Way Home was filmed primarily during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's a lot. And it, so it might just be that, you know, he really just needs a break. Yeah, because like you said, it does sound like both parties like there's no hard feelings. It wasn't like, yeah, no. You know, parting the, the, you know, a lot of times they'll use the phrase like creative differences. There was none of that mm-hmm. here. It was just he's, he decided to step away. And, you know, which is good that he did it early, you know, and was like, I just don't think I can give this my everything because I'm just, I'm, I'm tired, you know? Right. Especially yeah, if you don't want to give, you know, if you're burning out to the point where you can't give it your all, 
then I feel like it is a respectable thing to be like, I need to take a break. And they're probably like, yeah, yeah if it's not going to be the best you can make, then we don't want it. Not being rude, but being the sense of, yeah, like, you know, take, take your time off, recharge. There's a lot of money at stake and it is a creative endeavor. And for a lot of the people involved, it is a passion project. Cause you figure Kevin Feige himself is a humongous comic book nerd. That's how he got into the business. And so, yeah, for every, you know, a lot of the people involved, it's a, a project of love and passion. And then again, like I said, there's a lot of money on the line. So if you can't do 100% and then, you know, for John Watts as a creator, you don't want to put out something that's not your best work that you could give. Right. Cause that's right. your portfolio. Right. But yeah, so I mean, it's, it's sad because I think he could do a good job with it. But also, like I said, I'm glad that it wasn't like a falling out or anything. As well as I'm, I'm excited in the sense of, I'm not excited. I'm happy in this a sense of he still is like, I'm excited to see what they release, which makes yeah. me think that he has enough trust in, you know, in their creative mindset to be like, I still feel like it's going to be good. Yeah, which I mean, because the, you know, the Fantastic Four has not had a very good screen presence at all. And I, and I really the, think the original <laughs> one with uh, uh, Chris Evans as playing. the Human Torch, dude, that one was heat. Like, I, like no pun intended. Uh, like, <laughs> I'll come out and say it. Have you watched it recently? Oh God, no! I imagine it's probably trash. <laughs> but like right, me as yeah. a kid, you remember like, it well. Oh, yeah. Oh snap, dude! <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! That's the Fantastic Four, yo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, get me dancing. Now. And and it is interesting to think about that uh, Kevin Feige worked as like basically a a, a low ranking like producer type assistant person on the original Fantastic Four films, and now here he is as like the president of Marvel Studios, putting together an entire uh, you know Fantastic Four movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's all I got about that. I don't want to dwell because we do have a lot from CinemaCon. Yeah, let's dive right into it. <clears throat> So, uh, real quick, um, after like a few days into production, Justin Lin announced that he is not going to be the director of Fast X. Uh, so, and there was no initial reason given with his statement. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he posted directly from like the franchise's official Twitter account, and he said, uh, With the support of Universal, I've made the difficult decision to step back as director of Fast X while remaining with the project as a producer. Um, and then it goes on to say that over 10 years and five films, we've been able to shoot the best actors, the best stunts, and the best damn car chases. On a personal note, as the child of Asian immigrants, I am proud of helping to build the most diverse franchise in movie history. I will forever be grateful to the amazing cast, crew, and studio for their support and for welcoming me into the Fast family. So he directed, I think, three through six, and then was tagged to do this one and 11, which is supposed to be the last movie. So I do think it's interesting that he made some of the better ones. Because, you know, we, we talked about that when we brought up the Fast franchise a few weeks ago. That, Family. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Tokyo Drift is really good. That's hate. Um, that's hate. Which is, that's number three. Um, and no, then, Tokyo Drift's two. No. Too Fast, uh, Too Furious is two, you doofus. No. Hold on. Hence, hence the uh, fucking Jamie, titling. Hold on, hold on. The fucking title is two, the number two, fast, the number two, furious. Trust me on this. I was alive when it came out. Tokyo Continue. Drift is the third one. Are you pulling it up right now? Oh, yeah, big time. All right, then I want you to announce it loudly when you're wrong. Fast. I'll wait. I'm not even going to continue. We're waiting. Movie order. You got it. Here it is. Here it is. All right. Read them uh, off in order. Read them off to me. 
Oh wait, hold what on. What you got there? Hold on, what you got there? Are we? We're both fucking wrong. No, we're not. Okay, Fast and Furious. Too fast, too furious. Fast and Furious turbocharged. Fast and Furious. What the Tokyo fuck Drift. is? What the fuck is Fast and Furious turbocharged? That's not a movie. That's either a video game or like an animated show. It's oh, it's a short. It's six minutes, but it was in the lineup. Yeah. But, so then, uh, what was after that? <laughs> it well, before that was the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. No, it wasn't. Yeah, like on God, like on Jaw. No, that you're wrong. Tokyo Drift is the third one. And I you read it out just now, and are now doubling back. And you forget that I can edit, so I can just fucking isolate the part where you read the order. That's a matter of opinion. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'll kill you. I'll kill you dead. Just... Make it look like an accident. <laughs> We're just episode nine. We never do another podcast because we had a fucking falling out over the order of the Fast franchise. <laughs> Hey, we gotta get the double digits, and then we can we can have a huge Beatles breakup. Yeah, my wife will be Yoko Ono. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. So yeah, um, as of right now, um, I'm gonna butcher his name, Louis Leterrier, uh, who uh, created the Now You See Me uh, franchise and okay. several of the Transporter action movies. Um, is Universal's pick to replace Justin Lin. And the Hollywood Reporter is reporting that the final details still need to be worked out a bit, but the production could be back on track in a matter of days if all goes smoothly. Um, so that's actually a pretty quick turnaround there of being like, all right, so I wonder if there was like writing on the wall that it wasn't going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they were like pretty quickly within like a week had a guy picked. Um, but some of the like, I don't want to be super rumor milly, but it sounds like some of the people, again, you know, quote unquote, close to the situation. Close to the source. Close to, yeah. Sources close to the situation uh, are blaming it on um, Vin Diesel's on-set behavior. That Justin Lin, like he was, per, uh, he was, what do you call it, um, consistently late. Uh, and he would show up, like, did, not knowing his lines and not in shape. Uh, and Justin Lin was basically like, dude, how am I supposed to fucking work with a lead actor yeah, like that's not... You know, he's supposed to lead the franchise and he ain't showing up, you know? Right, like, how is this... How's this working? Yeah. And and so I wonder with the way that he, he made a statement of basically that, you know, I'll be, you know, I'll be forever grateful. It sounds pretty final. And it makes me think that he will not be doing the 11th film either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot. It's a two parter, ain't it? Yeah. And so yeah. if he's not doing this one, he's probably not doing that one either. Yeah. So what do you sucks do? that it fell out? But I, I just thought it was startling that it was like several like just a few days i think it said they weren't even doing like main shooting it was like you know second production team Mm -hmm. doing doing some of the smaller stuff and that's what they've been working on now when they don't need like a a director at the helm just so they're not wasting money or time sure but with that being said let's get into CinemaCon. yeah yeah is CinemaCon something we can go to because yeah, I've heard so, of SoCon, you know, because you got Comic Con, yeah, you told yeah. me about CinemaCon, and then SoCon. Yeah, I've never heard of SoCon. What's SoCon? Uh, uh, can you soak on these nuts? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but for real though, CinemaCon is not like a. It's not like Comic Con where you can like buy tickets and just go. Uh, at least to my understanding, it is like a industry insider type deal where it's the mm-hmm. movie studios presenting all the stuff they've got for this year and the, mm-hmm. the future to like the cinema chain owners as like a okay. sales pitch, basically of here's what we've got. And here's what you're going to pay us to run it in your theater. Right. Sure. 
So we that's don't a- have any. Go ahead. I was that's just kind of a bummer. I feel like that'd be like a shit ton of fun to go to something like that. Right. Well, so that's funny because from everything I was reading about it, uh, it sounds like they're a super mellow crowd, which makes sense if they're being sold. They don't mm-hmm. want to be like, oh, shit, because then it's like, oh, we got them right here. You know, yeah. we got them where we want them. But so, yeah, I think it'd be funny to be sitting in a room and us getting hyped over like the Batman 2. And you've got a yeah. cinema chain owner next to you trying to keep his shit together. You know, and we're over. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got like the fucking what do you call them? Like those inflatable noisemakers from like soccer games. You are just cosplaying as Batman. <laughs> I've just we've got our shirts off with, uh, you know, B.M just painted across our bellies. <laughs> Batman. But people think it means bowel movement. <laughs> We're looking for two gentlemen who have bowel movement written <laughs> on their chests. Yeah. It's We're Batman, you up. swine! Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so yeah, CinemaCon ran last week, and there was actually quite a bit of news. Like I said, we didn't get any of the footage, but we did hear like reactions to some of the stuff that was shown. Um, mm-hmm. And we got some actual news out of it. So we're just going to run. I figured the best organized way to do it would be to go by studio. So, excuse me, I'm going to belch loudly. Do I do it into the mic? Oh, yes, you do. Uh, oh, no, I'm not going to burp. I'm going to yak. Let me back off it. <clears throat> no, get I'm closer. Pig. <laughs> just <laughs> hear that. That sells right now. Mukbang. <laughs> All right. So Sony gave us the news of Bad Bunny joining the Sony Spider-Verse by way of uh, the comic book villain El Muerto who uh, the world went, who? Because El Muerto has only shown up twice in the comics. I didn't say I, that doesn't ring a bell. No. And they're like, like people are kind of been out of shape because it's like, really? El Muerto? Like, and, and they're making it a whole thing of like, he's our first like Latin American live action person. And it's like, you could have done, like, give us a live action Miles Morales, right? Yes, Morales please. Is, please. It, you know, they fucking He's, did it in uh, uh, No Way Home with Donald Glover, or um, Homecoming yeah. with Donald Homecoming Glover. With Donald Glover being the Prowler, yeah. Yeah, oh my god, uh, oh, what I would do to see you that. Know, and, and he is, you know, he's half Latin, half uh, African American. Mm-hmm. And, and then you could do Spider-Man 2099, who is uh, a Mexican American. And it's like, yeah, you could, there are other, like, more viable Latin characters that you could use. And they just didn't. They were like, we got El Muerto and we got Bad Bunny, which I don't know much about Bad Bunny, but when I hear his name, I don't think, oh, man, I love Bad Bunny's acting in that movie. Yeah, I've never heard of Bad Bunny, and I was just, I was literally about to be like, oh, she bad? (laughs) No, so Bad Bunny's a a dude who's a rapper. I could still get down with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's all about that. Um, They also had, uh, they, you know, because Across the Spider-Verse, Parts one and two. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, there it is. There it was. There it is. Money it had shot. to find its way back. Money um, so shot. We're pigs. Do we leave that in? Oh, we should totally leave that in. Excellent. We'll leave this in too. I want them to know that we're never confident in what we're making. Oh no. <laughs> so across the Spider Verse part one and two, like we talked last week, got delayed. Well, this uh, this week we found out that across the Spider Verse part two was simply going to be retitled and called Beyond the Spider-Verse, which still lends into my, like, tinfoil hat theory that potentially it and will foil. end up crossover with, uh, like, live-action stuff. I mean, which I would be very okay with. If they could pull it off, 
Because like it's not the MCU, which is what makes me nervous. Like it's not it's not the MCU going excellent. Now oh, we yeah. have you know what I mean. It's Sonyverse who have Morbius going, and now we got Miles Morales to use. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. No, please, please. Miles Morales is my favorite Spider-Man. Don't fucking waste him on the Morbius verse. You know, uh, and then so go ahead. What's I was gonna think. You know who would be a really good Miles Morales? I don't know if uh, he's Latino. Uh, so he plays up. Lucas in Stranger Things. Uh, Caleb. Oh yeah, Mc, I don't know McLaughlin. either. Caleb yeah, McLaughlin. Um, yeah, I don't know but if no, he is. But uh, yeah, but from a, a looks standpoint, yeah, he does. Compared to yeah, like he, the, um, he fits the the design of the animated character from the Spider Verse mm-hmm. films. As well as I just think he's a good actor. Like from yeah. what I've seen, just in like because throughout Stranger Things, I'd say he is not a as big of a character. But from what you know, the scenes that he's in, he's really good, and I think he's talented, and I think that'd be a, a really cool opportunity to take. Yeah, for sure. Let me see what the voice actor because I know that the voice actor for Miles Morales does kind of look like the 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 drawing, you know, the animation. Oh, Let's see here. Word. Yeah. Voice actor. More miles. His name is Shamik Moore. Now he's too adult. I see here. Let me get eyes on this. Like he's a very oh, handsome looks... fellow, but he's oh, an yeah, adult he man. Yeah. <laughs> like, so maybe if it's, uh, I mean, I say he's an adult man. He's only a year older than me. But still, if he's supposed to be playing a Miles Morales who is, yeah, you know, Mm-mm. in his early, you know, in his mid-teens, that, that won't really work. But either way, we're not here to cast that. No. Uh, we're going to keep moving. The The last thing from Sony that was anything worth note to me was that Venom will be getting a third installment as well. Which right now, it seems like the Venom movies are the only ones that they can independently make at, to like mid-success. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me that they're like, fuck, pump out another Venom. That one did well. <laughs> like, But like, no, they really didn't. I mean, if if it's competition or it's comparison is Morbius. Yeah, they did. Uh, that's true, yeah. And right now, those are the only two we have to go on. Obviously, when Craven uh, comes out, whatever, if it's just going to be called Craven or whatever they call it, Craven the Hunter, I don't know. We'll see if maybe... I have hopes. You know, maybe Craven will be good. I don't like it like we talked when we talked about Morbius. We don't want any of them to be bad. Right. You know, I just... They have not instilled a lot of confidence. So we'll see how I, it goes. I will say, I'm not sure if I've, I said this last time, and uh, I got I have a co-worker and if you're listening I'm, i apologize i'm out and you like this oh yeah i don't we're, know if you said it on the podcast but you did say it to me in private <laughs> we were talking and you know we're talking about morbius and he was like you know i think i'm gonna go see it thursday i was like yeah 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 yeah. and i'm like chuckling so i'm like oh it's so bad and, you it's know so like, bad. i can't I, it. Yeah. yeah i can't i can't wait to you know dog on it with him and i you know I, he was gone for like the weekend and i was gone so like there was basically you know four or five days where we weren't we didn't see each other, and yeah. as soon as he came back, I you know I got so excited. I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Dude, <laughs> what'd you think?" And he was like, "I went and saw it Thursday." And I said, "Yeah." And he's like, "Then I saw it again Sunday." And I was like, <laughs> "What? Why?" <laughs> it's like that zoom in on Peter Quill yeah. in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. And he's like, "What?" what? He's like, yeah. "I know it sounds bad," and I was like, "Dude, that movie's dog water. It's so bad." <laughs> And he was trying to defend it for a little bit, and then it came to a point where he was like, "Yeah," and he started making fun of it too. And I was you like, told me that you, you, "You told me that he was defending it, and you quoted the you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry.'" Yeah, 
yeah. He, he was, was like, like it, it, all right. He's like, it wasn't that bad. And I was like, you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. And he's like, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right yeah, you might and have me like, there. Dude, that's so bad. All right. <clears throat> Next studio, Disney. They honestly didn't have much for the convention, which makes sense. Because, like, why would they have to fucking show up there? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, th- these cinema chains are going to buy any Disney movie that they pump out. Um, mm-hmm. But they, the bit that they did show um, was they revealed the official title for Avatar 2, which is Avatar The Way of Water, as well as they showed some of the very first footage. Obviously, again, Ooh. we didn't get any of that. That was just to the crowd. But it doesn't sound like the footage was very long, but it did seem to wow the audience from like a visual standpoint, which, again, yeah. I mean, that's what the first one did. Um, mm-hmm. I just... I hope that there's something more there than just pretty visuals. Yeah. Uh, it does sound like they gave us like a, a plot synopsis and then it follows. It does take place 10 years on, which will kind of explain, um, you know, they're basically keeping with real time change, right? Sure. Yeah. But that it'll follow the Sully family. So it's he and I, I can't even remember any of the characters' names. It's the guy and the girl. And now it's been 10 years later and they've got kids. And for whatever reason, they're in the water. Like, that's literally all I know. Um, but I mean, I'll go see it, but I'm not like, oh, fuck, you're you're jazzed. I'm not. I'm like, I'm, right. a, I'm a little jazzed, man. I don't know. I maybe I'm just jazz hands out. You uh, said and maybe then, you're just a simp. A cynic. <laughs> no, I think it's simp. Good. You're, you're a simp. <laughs> I might be. <laughs> uh, they I've got the a doctor's other... appointment next Thursday about it. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's bad. It's, I've got yeah. terminal simpness. <laughs> I can't doctor comes in. Uh, Chris, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> no, no, no. But yet, you, you have to go home. Like, they got to wait for test results to come back. And they give you a call. And they're like, are, are you sitting down? <laughs> yeah, why don't you sit down? <laughs> it turns out you're a simp. Like, what? <laughs> no, there's got to be no. a mistake. Anything <laughs> but that. Are you sure they're my results? <laughs> you didn't mix them up with anybody else, did you? No, we're positive, son. You're a simp. No, the only other thing that Disney popped out was that they had they showed like the first twenty minutes of uh, Doctor Strange, which apparently uh, the audience was like that shit was intense. So I don't know if it was intensely good, intensely bad, or what. But they showed like twenty minutes of it. So, uh, and like I said, that's pretty much all Disney had because they have no reason to to go there. Right. So Warner Brothers actually had like some of the biggest shit. Uh, they showed the first poster for Margot Robbie's Barbie movie. Which, when I first heard about a Barbie movie, I was kind of like, oh, yuck. Like, I don't really think. But it looks like they're taking, like, a comedic run on it. Like, it'll maybe be, a, I almost think, like a like a live-action, I don't know, like a live-action Toy Story or something like that, where, like, she's playing Barbie. And, and it is supposed to be a comedy, because, like, Will Ferrell's also cast in it. Um, hmm. And Ryan Gosling is cast in it to be Ken. Of course. Um, and I can't think of the actress's name. The young lady who looks a lot like Margot Robbie. From the Netflix series Sex Education, um, she's got like the oh, the oh yeah hair. yeah yes yes I can't think of her name. Um, Jimmy Jimmy pull that up. Yeah yeah. But either way, it's got a, a pretty pretty good cast in it, and I was like, man. And the poster looks very like she's driving like the pink like Malibu Barbie, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know the Mercedes or whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean, it looks like it'll be I, uh, Emma. I Maggie. like Margot Robbie. Emma Maggie. Okay. Mackie. M A C K E Y. Mackie. Like Anthony Mackie. Yeah. But no relation, I assume. But yeah, so they showed a poster for that. And then apparently, like, Boz Lerman's Elvis biopic that they're always playing ads for in front of every movie we go see <laughs> sold extremely well to, like, the theater owners. They were all like, oh, fuck. We got to we gotta get that movie. Um, which, which I was telling you in the movie theater, I was like, because, you know, 
as we're doing this podcast, we go to the theater more and more, which I love. Right. But we, I've been seeing this trailer when I first saw it. I was like, you know, like I've seen so many of these. You know, we had Queen, Elton John, uh, the Beatles. You know, and right. it's not that they're not bad, but it's just like I, I've seen them. You know, like I, right. I get, yeah, it. I get it. Yeah, you've seen one, you know, musician by you've seen them all. all, right? And uh, so, but as I'm seeing it, I was like, shit, <laughs> why, is it, why is this looking good? Yeah, it looks good. It looks really, really good. It just it maybe takes I don't know because like you know in Rocket Man. It does, you know, a lot of them talk about like drug abuse and stuff like that, right. but I don't know. In this one, it just seems a little darker. Yeah. Because, you know, especially for like, like Elton John's movements. Yeah. And especially with Elton John, you know, he was able to kind of break that addiction where right. with Elvis, he, he, didn't. he did not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so, I mean, I think it, I think it, I've always thought it looked decent. I mean, I was never like, shit, I want to go see that. But I was like, oh, I mean, that, you know, if that, I might rent that or whatever. But you're, I'm with you. The more I see the trailer, the more I'm like, damn, I, do I want to see that in theaters? Yeah, like, that looks real good. But yeah, so apparently, whatever new footage they showed at CinemaCon, the cinema owners were like, shit, give me that one. So yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, and then the biggest, like, first bit of news that came out that made people go, oh, shit, CinemaCon? Like, what's this? Uh, was that the Batman has been greenlit for a sequel officially? Obviously, I mean, it surprised no one, but it was good to get, like, official. Yeah, we're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, there's Which, obviously like no plot details or anything. It was just simply them going, yeah, we're going to start putting money aside for a sequel. Which rumor word on the street was they. Oh God, I don't know if this is like, you know, fake or not. You were probably clicking on fucking like Facebook clickbait articles, weren't you? <laughs> I might have. Um, but it was like. <laughs> I've been known to do it. They didn't confirm anything, but it was like they the weren't Freeze sure if they were going to use the what? Mr. Freeze? No, 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 no. Okay. They weren't sure if they were going to use Robert Pattinson again because him and, uh, oh my goodness, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, 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 Zoe Kravitz? Yeah. Dunn got, Dunn got caught uh, having sex on the Batmobile. I don't, I don't buy that. I mean, have you seen Robert Pattinson? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen them both, but I mean, that sounds like something that somebody who watches too many the Probably. Batman interviews was like, oh <laughs> shit, can you imagine what it would be like if the two of them <laughs> did it on the Batmobile? Dude, I'm so bad. I eat that shit up so much too. I'm yeah, so, you do. I'm a simple you man. Do. I'll be like, even, what? no way. Yeah, even better is, that. it probably wasn't even an article. It was like, you saw it on Instagram and it was a screenshot of a Facebook article. <laughs> it was literally just the headline and you're like, word? Double tap to like and then you just kept scrolling. No. No fucking way. You're joking. You're pulling my leg. Why didn't anybody else tell me about this? Because it's, it's not real. The So then, yeah, the next thing from uh, Warner Brothers that was pretty big was that the Flash footage uh, did really well, despite, obviously, Ezra Miller's like legal issues right now. But apparently a big driving force behind the hype was that uh, Michael Keaton It was pretty front and center in the trailer that they showed, and it has him in his own bat suit. So, like, people are like, the cinema owners are like, dude, nostalgia is so hot right now. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, having the, the Spider-Man back and now to get, you know, the original, you know, on-screen Batman uh, mm -hmm. to come back. Like, people are going to cream their jeans and they're going to be there yeah. for it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> I love the Batman. Oh, I'm creaming. Like, bat, you know, Batman 1989 is my shit. So, <laughs> I'm jazzed. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm so uh, jazzed. Paramount really didn't have anything other than like they should um what the fuck's it? top gun maverick but you know yeah 
a snooze fest there. Uh, but they really uh, released the title of the next Mission Impossible film, which is going to be called Dead Reckoning Part One. So they're going for the part, the, the two parter thing again. They're still making those. Oh yeah, uh, we. I went and saw Six uh, Fallout. I'm, yeah, she was she was a banger. Like they're solid action movies. Hmm. Word. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Lionsgate actually had quite a few things of note, like uh, Keanu Reeves apparently came out on stage to like hype up John Wick Chapter 4, uh, oh. and they also announced that they cast Ana de Armas in the lead role of their John Wick spinoff called Ballerina, which is set to start production this summer, and it's based around like the ballerina assassins that we see in Chapter 3. Yeah. He goes to the, the opera house or whatever. That's cause, well, that's because that's where they train them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, freaking Ana de Armas is a beautiful woman. She's everywhere right now. She's a very good actress. Uh, and in uh, the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, she actually does get a pretty brief, but a very you know, engaging action scene. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm excited to see her get a whole like John Wick style action movie. I just I sit like whenever anything John Wick comes across me, I just I'm sitting in Elmer's glue. Yeah, you're just immediately like, <laughs> I dude, it's just it's way too good. Like, OK, hear me <laughs> out. The first one, banger. Second I think one, we've literally had this conversation. Banger. Third one, who's I? Yeah, like we've one. this this, <laughs> this whole interaction has happened before. And I'll say it again. I'll take that shit to my grave. We'll do it next week, kids. It's just a whole new segment. We don't even. <laughs> it's not even got a name. We just slip in John Wick <laughs> rankings. John Wick. Yes. The first one, banger. Second one, <laughs> second one, banger. Third one, third one. Is that? Right. <laughs> and then eventually, when there's like nine of them, we just have to keep ranking them. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, uh, too. Uh, there was some footage shown of the Borderlands video game adaptation, and it was apparently pretty vibrant and kind of campy, but in a good way. Okay. Um, and it got pretty positive reactions from the theater owners. So maybe it'll be a good. Uh, Video game adaptation. Ooh, hopefully. And then the last thing from Landscape was that they kind of sparked up some buzz around a Hunger Games prequel movie uh, called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is based on the prequel novel of the same name. Okay. I didn't. That's the only book uh, out of the Hunger Games that I haven't read. Um, but my wife read it and she really enjoyed it. Dude. My understanding is that it's about like the first Hunger Games. Dude. Yeah. We talked about this. Remember the era of Maze Runner, Hunger Games, Divergent series. It's coming yeah. back. It's coming back. Maybe. Maybe. It's because I said something about it. I know it. <laughs> yeah, Lionsgate went, oh, shit. Chris oh, shit. on the Simply <laughs> podcast. podcast. He said that shit was gas. We got to bring that back. Bring it back. <laughs> They've got an audience of hundreds. <laughs> bring them in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally more than 90 people have listened to this podcast. <laughs> that's right that's right but yeah that's um, pretty much everything from CinemaCon. do you have anything out of that that you like want to come back to and talk about um no i mean really i mean that we covered everything we kind of st- you know went aside and we pumped the brakes on the ones we wanted to wanted to touch mm-hmm. all right so let's see here make sure i covered everything yep I, I i'm bad to skip over bullet points and then later come back and go Damn, I meant to talk about that. <laughs> so yeah, now it looks like we're good. So then it's time for Doctor Strange comics, baby. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So I read Doctor Strange: The Oath, uh, which is from 2007, and you read what was it? Uh, Doctor Strange: The Way of the Weird. Yeah. So mine was five issues, and it was written by Brian K. Vaughn, 
and it was released in 2007. I think I already said that. And then who was yours written by and when when was it from? It was made in 2015 and it was made by Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right on. So do you want to go through yours first or do you want me to go through mine? Actually, I'm kind of jazzed about mine. I'd like to go about mine first. Yeah, get in there, bub. So, Doctor Strange Way of the Weird, you get, it's like two pages of like uh, how Doctor Strange became, or how Stephen Strange became Doctor Strange, but very quick, very brief about it, which was awesome. And then it's it has an, a cold opening of him fighting this, you know, inner dimension monster. Yeah. But in this one, he not only is waving his fingers, doing cool magic tricks, but he's also got a fucking sword. Oh, word? Oh yeah, and he's slicing and dicing these bitches. And <laughs> I've got a, I've got, I've got something better for you, but I'm gonna hold it off until I get to it in my notes. You're gonna go what? <laughs> but no, so yeah, he's slicing and dicing. He even says, you know, kind of to himself, slicing he's and like, dicing? "No, I wish." No, he even he goes like, to himself, "I'm slicing and dicing these bitches." Yeah. So, anyways, I started blasting, but he <laughs> he says to himself, "The um, you know, I always." try to use magic but there are some you know circumstances where i, I just have to kill him <laughs> i just gotta yeah, just, like, just be an animal works better than a spell you know but uh the whole story behind this one is dr strange is really starting to open up and use his third eye and he can see interdimensional almost like bacteria mon okay. like bacterial monsters that leech on people okay. um and he says not all of them are bad either like there's some that are good and then there's some that don't really have any effect, but then there's the ones where oh, those ones are bad. Yeah, yeah, the life out of you. That one. And then a woman, you know, comes to his crib, the uh, sanctum of Santorum. Is that, <laughs> the sanctum it? Santorum yes. <laughs> comes to his crib. Yeah. This is where the magic happens, you know. <laughs> well, and it is because Doctor Strange. I mean, it is literally this, where the magic happens. Yeah, it is, and 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 this series he is a ladies man like oh, they yeah. talk about it in the movie but in this one he is slinging he's slinging like he's just like tearing the hard pussy up. like real hard <laughs> call and him the kitty so, slayer you know well <laughs> he's got that sword he on he's just swing he doesn't have a yeah. cape in this one when he's oh, like in okay. his every day it turns uh -huh. into a scarf mm. and i was like that's actually that's not too bad <laughs> like that's pretty sweet yeah. I see but then, so essentially, this girl comes in. She's like, "I think I got a problem," and she takes <laughs> off this beanie and literally has a face monster growing out of her head. And Doctor Strange <laughs> is like, "Boo! I don't, I don't know what this is." <laughs> you know, gotta like, tell you, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen this. And basically, it's uh almost like uh not fleas, not lice, but uh maggots. Oh, yeah, know, and, okay. So yeah, and they're going through, they're trying to kill it, and then the Ancient One, basically, we see this prophecy of, well, when you see something like this, that's, you know, they're all trying to escape, they're all trying to run out, it's for a reason. They're all trying to get to the world for a reason, so there's a bigger storm yeah, coming. something chasing them, yeah. It's like when rats are running all in one direction. Right, right. And then, um... Well, you do you do see a tidbit, uh, and basically that's the whole story. He fights them. He's trying to find out more. Um, and yeah, it is just a short five series, but it yeah. kind of cuts off into another series that was made in 2016. Oh, okay, um, so it kind of like leads in. Yeah, I didn't. Way. Yeah, I didn't read it just because since you had five and I had five, I was like, well, I'll talk about what I had. Yeah, um, yeah, because we looked up the way of the weird, and it it was that those five issues that it considered the way of the weird. 
But I will say, and it's something I'm hoping to maybe see in the Multiverse of Madness, uh-huh. in Doctor Strange, The Way of the Weird, there is a bar that has okay. no door. And it's called The Bar With No Door. Okay. And it's only witches and wizards can get in there. And so we got to see Scarlet Witch um and shit who else was in there um a couple other people i can't remember off the top of my head but i just remember going like oh shit scarlet witch is in this right yeah um and like they're talking and essentially dr strange is just this asshole who is incredibly late because he like <laughs> had a meeting to talk about this yeah. big story of what's going on and he gets there and he's like sorry i'm late and they're like dude everyone fucking left like you're hours late yeah, he's like head. you know me yeah you know how I be. <laughs> yeah. But it ends up with, uh, it ends with Doctor Strange hitting on the, the girl that came up to the... Sanctum Sanctorum with the yeah the with face the, head. The, head. the head monster. And he's basically like, if you want, because she's a librarian, and he basically mm-hmm. went on to say, like, if you want, you can study some of my books. <laughs> and I was like, I got, okay. I got something you can study. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there. But it was pretty good, and I, like, I do have interest in continuing to see... What was going on? Word. So I took, like, long long notes. Um, oops. So I'm gonna, like, I'll jump through them. I'm not gonna read every single... I basically wrote them all down just so I could remember. I basically gave myself, step by step, what happens. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna just read it off like uh, Louise from Ant-Man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, mine was called The Oath. Uh, and mine, unlike yours, was very self-contained. Like, it ends on a... Boom, there we go. That's the, that's the end of the story. It opens on... It also has a cold opening where Strange is... It opens on, like, a clinic, and it's got Iron Fist there with, like, his leg up and, and like, holding ice on his knee. And a young lady that I didn't recognize, but she had a spider emblem on her chest. Um, okay. So I'm not sure if maybe she was Silk or somebody like that, just in mm-hmm. a, a costume that I don't recognize. But they're basically trading notes on, like... <laughs> you know, what happened to you, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, they're having just casual conversation, waiting on some doctor to come check them out. And then <clears throat> the front door gets busted open, and somebody's carrying in Doctor Strange, basically yelling, like, please help, my master's been shot, we need help, we need help. And, uh, you, they, you know, you come to find out that this is the um, the night nurse's clinic. Okay. And uh, we saw the night nurse in the Daredevil, like, the Netflix series. Yeah. She was played by Rosario Dawson because mm-hmm. the night nurse is somebody who that's her whole specialty is that she treats superpowered people mm-hmm. um, and she's opened a clinic for them. Right. And the nice thing about this Dr. Strange is that he is a Dr. Strange who um, like has a friends with the heroes for hire, which is iron fit. It's Danny Rand right. uh, and um, power man, um, mm-hmm. Luke Cage. And, yeah. <clears throat> but, but yeah, so Wong is who's carrying him in. And in this Wong is not like in the, uh, the movie. He is more like a um, like a Shaolin monk. He's more martial arts than uh, the mystic arts, mm-hmm. and it seems like he's basically <laughs> Doctor Strange's ward. So he's he's carrying him in. He's like, my guy's been shot. Like he's been shot. Help him! Help him! And basically, the the night nurse is like <laughs> tells uh, Iron Fist and the girl to be like, all right, you guys got to beat that shit. Like get out of here. <laughs> this yeah. this patient obviously needs more attention than you two. It's kind of neat because you get to see him, uh, Doctor Strange, astral project because he's not dead, right? You know he's very weak and so he astral projects and is basically helping the night nurse treat him um so he kind of gets to go into doctor mode Mm -hmm. and is helping her perform surgery on him and all that and is talking to her and he's like making jokes about like his his insurance being good there like let me know if there's a copay things like that Mm -hmm. um and she's basically trying to figure out how he 
got shot. You know, how, how do you get shot? And somebody broke into the Sanctum Santorum and wanted to steal something from them. And when uh, Strange was defending the house, he got shot. And he's, he doesn't know, like, how it worked, right? Yeah, I don't know how they got through my defenses or whatever. And it turns out that the thing they came there to steal was this elixir that, that Strange had come into, you know, possession of. And then so then we kind of get like a, you know, flashback fade to, you know, 20 hours earlier, right? Sure. And uh, <clears throat> Wong is straight talking, you know, they're just being bros in the Sanctum Santorum. And he kind of gets lightheaded and, like, falls over. And Strange is like, you good, my guy? And that's when he tells him, like, I've got terminal brain cancer. Like, I've been, hiding that, I've been hiding that shit from you because I didn't want you to freak out. But, yeah, I'm not doing well. I've gotten, like, several opinions. And basically, Strange is, like, unacceptable. Like, I'll, I'll get you the care you need, whatever. And he, you kind of get to see him deal with um, the stress or, like, the the trauma, I guess, of not being able to use his hands. Cause you know, he is a brain surgeon mm -hmm. and he basically acts like he's going to treat, I'll, I'll, I'll do, so. I'll take the tumor out, you know? And right. then he looks down at his hands and you can like, they're shaking, you know, he's, they're mm -hmm. just constantly trembling and he's like, shit, I can't do it. You know? So then he comes up, he's like, all right, you know what? If I can't do it as, you know, a doctor, I'll do it as the sorcerer Supreme. Well, let's go Wong, you know, <laughs> get my coat. And they uh, <laughs> to the back cave. Yeah, to the back cave. <laughs> and so yeah, they go stomping the beat. Right, they're walking through like Chinatown and shit. And Wong's like, "Where the fuck are you taking me?" You know, like we go to some weird back alley doctor in Chinatown. And he's like, "No, there's like an interdimensional pocket here that I know of, uh, and there should be this elixir that can cure cancer uh, in this other dimension." And he's like, "Word." He's like, "We just got to find the door." So they end up getting there. Wong's like holding off these fucking thugs. Uh, with his, his kung fu moves, right? And uh, Strange slips into this other dimension, and there's just this god-awful ugly beast. And Strange even is like, oh, Jesus. You know, he ends up killing it, and uh, is like, yeah, he's got it. It's this elixir in, like, a, a jar hanging by a chain. He's like, mm -hmm. I got that shit. We're good. And that's got what that the... the got that shit on lock. And that's what that intruder came to get. Because before he could treat Wong, he wanted it sent off and, um, like, tested to make sure it was safe, right? Sure. And while they're waiting on the results to come back, this guy named Brigand, uh, who I didn't recognize, but he was some sort of costumed thief, um, mm -hmm. busts in the Sanctum Santorum, and Strange hits him with that, like, you better get the fuck out of my house, <laughs> and throws up some sort of shield, and he pulls out a fucking gun. I mean, it's like a Walter <laughs> PPK. It's like a, a German pistol mm -hmm. from, like, World War II. And he just shoots him, and it goes right through his de you know his defenses and kills him, or you know hits him in the chest, and he thinks he's killed him. And then we yeah, get to see that ready. guy, yeah, like, bap! We get to see that guy go back to whoever he's been hired by, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry about Strange. I killed that guy." And he's like, "What? Why would you do that? You know, <laughs> why would you? I didn't tell you to kill him. I told you to steal that shit." And he's like, "Well, he got in the way, right?" He's like, "How would you even kill the Sorcerer Supreme?" And he's like, "Oh, I've got the pistol," and he holds it up. And he's like, this is the pistol that Hitler used to kill himself. And it's got a bunch of dark enchantments on it. And it can get through pretty much any magic. And the guy's like, word. I'm not even uh, ask. I'm... <laughs> checks out, you know? <laughs> I'm no mathematologist, but that checks out. Yeah, that seems right. And then, uh, you know, we get a little bit of a, all right, now that I'm all patched up and you fixed me the night nurse, you know, it catches us up to like the, the present, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, I, Wong and I have to go out into the night and find the guy that stole that shit because I still need it. And she's like, oh, I'm coming with you. And he's like, you really shouldn't. Like, I'm good. And uh, yeah. she's like, you've got a straight up bullet wound in your chest. I should probably be with you in case you tear your stitches or something. 
He's like, fine, let's go. You know? And uh Damn it, you're good. <laughs> damn, you're good. Yeah. And then you're Wong good. Wong's over there having like fucking brain aneurysms and blacking out. And so she's like, You guys are not in good shape. I should probably stick with you. Yeah. So they're running around town and uh Strange is like, we'll go to the doctor that I sent my stuff off to to get tested because he should still have a sample of it. Like, word bet. So they go there, and it's he's like hidden it in this weird fog. And they, you know, get up in that place, and uh, she's asking him who, you know, who the hell could test this stuff. And it's some doctor that he went to med school with that he trusts with, you know, his, his everything, right? Well, <laughs> guy's dead. He's been killed. Oh. And uh, Strange is like, yeah, Strange is like, boof. And uh, that's, that's when the night nurse is like, yeah, this guy got shot in the chest, same as you, same caliber, I'm pretty sure it was the same dude. And he's like, fuck, alright, well, we gotta find this guy. So he casts a bippity-boppity-boop spell, you see some footsteps, he's like, let's let's do this, let's boogie. So let's they go following, let's make like a tree and get out of here. Mm-hmm. So they follow the they follow the footsteps, and they come to some weird, like, interdimensional, like, pocket dimension hideout, and they're... He and Wong are both like, this has got to be fucking Baron Mordo, which in the movies is, you know, Chewie Legio for. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> so I was like, oh, shit, we're going to see Baron Mordo. And uh, they get in the get in the room and they get ambushed by Stark Tech security droids. And he and Wong are both like, what the fuck? You know, Baron Mordo does not use Stark Tech. Uh, and yeah. so they, they, they fight the fucking droids. And then they turn around and Brigand is there. And he's got that damn Hitler pistol to the night nurse's head. And, you know, <laughs> I said, like, fuck. And, uh, you know, so Strange is trying to talk the guy down. And he's, like, telling the night nurse, don't be fucking stupid. Like, don't do not do anything dumb. Yeah. She says something about Brigand having uh, I'm sorry, am I fucking... What? <laughs> I heard you yawn. And I went, am I fucking boring you? <laughs> <laughs> no. You scared the shit out of me. I was like, what? I know. <laughs> I know, you could hear it in your voice. You're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Uh, yeah, Brigand is there. Hey, young I'm, is sleepy. I'm sleepy. No, so yeah, Strange is trying to talk down Brigand, and the Nightmare starts getting shitty with him. Uh, with Brigand, she's like, "You got a deviated septum because your voice is so damn nasally annoying." And he's like, "What the fuck did you say to me?" And she's like, "No, I'm just saying, like, guy in your line of work, you probably had a few nose breaks, right?" And he's basically like, "Shut up, shut up, bitch!" And he like hits her, and she fucking headbutts him and breaks his nose, and then Jeez. dives dives away from him. And Wong, like, throws some fucking ninja stars at him and catches him. And then Strange throws him in some mystic chains and, like, ties him up. And it's like, damn, they made a pretty good trio. Like, rock that dude's yeah. world. You know? <laughs> and she insulted his voice, broke his nose. He got broke stabbed with a ninja star. And then he's just got chains on him. And he's like, Jesus. So apparently, like, he'd been... St- all of his security droids were stuff that he'd stolen. So he must be like a pretty, pretty good, uh, you know, thief. Mm-hmm. So strange is like, all right, who are you working for? And he's like, literally, I can't tell you like the guy I work for casts some sort of weird spell that I'm not allowed to talk. And so then he and Wong are like, yeah, it's definitely Mordo. So he's like, all right, well, we're going to do this the hard way. And he opens some weird portal and is like, I'm going into your brain. And the night nurse is like, what? You can do that. And he's like, yeah, I got it. So he goes in the guy's head. Do you know who fighting. I am? Yeah, I'm the fucking Sorcerer Supreme. And so he goes in there, and he's fighting off of, uh, you know, Brigand's, like, brain defenses. And he fucking is chasing the guy down, and he's like, uh, who do you work for? And fucking Nightmare, who's, like, one of the, I believe he's one of the sons of uh, Mephisto. Mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong. Uh, I think, I, I don't know much of the mystic stuff from Marvel. But him and Dormammu are both there, and are like, yeah, like, you, you're asking for... 
who he's working for. It's us, baby. Which Dormammu was the bad guy in the first movie. Yeah, I know who Dormammu is. Yeah, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Yeah, and I've come so to bargain. So Strange is like, ah, Dormammu, you ugly bitch, where's your sister? You know, and, and Dormammu's like, whoa. Why don't you fucking let me worry about where my sister is? And that's when Strange is like, psych, gotcha, bitch. Nightmare rides a black horse, and Dormammu has a brother, not a sister. You're fucking playing me. And uh, you're like, oh, damn, he knows his shit, right? And uh, so so Brigand is like, shit, you know? And because uh, he was hoping, like, Strange would be like, yeah, it ain't worth it, you know? Yeah. And so then it's finally revealed that the boss, uh, there's like a little flashback, right? And we get yeah. to see Strange lose his hands in his car accident and all that. And uh, his friend that had been killed is there to comfort him, right? And uh, the surgeon comes in and tells him, like, you know, we thought we were going to have to amputate, but we managed to save your hands, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, that that physician gets thanked by, like, a few patients that had been turned away by Strange for, like, taking his hands from him, basically. Like, great, now he Jesus can't practice medicine. Yeah. yeah, so Strange was apparently a piece of shit because he's got patients that are like, thank God he can no longer practice medicine because he's a fuckhead. And that doctor's, like, racked with guilt because now he's like, shit, all these people think it's my fault he can't practice medicine. And he's a very gifted surgeon. Mm-hmm. So he goes uh, walkabout and is following Strange, basically, as Strange went around the world, right? And ends up getting trained by the Sorcerer Supreme. Or, you know, by okay. the Ancient One. Yeah. And uh, he tried to heal one of those uh, brain tumor patients of Strange's that he rejected. Mm-hmm. And he, like... Was like, the way he explains it is he tried to get tried to get the white blood cells to attack the tumor, and instead they just attacked everything, and the dude's head fucking explodes. Jesus, yeah, like I mean, swells up and <laughs> pops like a balloon, and uh, so then he's like rough, and so he blames magic. He's thinking like, okay, now I got to stop. I got to try and use what I know about the dark arts to like help people and stop other people from using the dark arts, and so all of that is revealed to Strange that it's that guy running the show, and he, he works for a pharmaceutical company now. And so Strange's assumption is that the pharmaceutical company doesn't want this elixir that can cure cancer, because then they're out of money, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, you know, like he said, to the Batcave, you know? So he and uh, <laughs> so he and uh, Wong and the night nurse go back to my clinic, the night nurse's clinic, fucking chill out, because we're all kind of beat up, and then in the morning we'll go get that guy. And Strange is like, word. I'm making waffles. waffles. So Strange is like, word, you you right. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention. He's like, she's like, all right, what are we going to do with Brigham? And he's like, well, there's no evidence because magic hid the tracks, so we can't call the cops on him. So I'll put him in a prison of my own making. And like basically puts him inside the portal to his own brain. So like basically the guy is just trapped inside his own head now and doesn't exist anywhere. No, he doesn't. His body doesn't exist. Like literally. Oh, my God. Yeah, he just doesn't exist anymore. And the night nurse is like, what the fuck? Like, what about due process? And Strange straight up looks at her over his shoulder. And the like the framing is real dark and shit. So he's like, he goes, sorcerers have a little patience for the laws of nature and even less for the laws of man. And you're like, Jesus Christ. You're a monster. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a villain. You just destroyed you're that guy. S- like, you're sick. And so uh, nobody mentions it. The night nurse is just like, yeah, makes sense, you know. And so they head back to her clinic, and it's, like, burning to the ground. And there's just this giant interdimensional squid being just enveloping the building. Mm-hmm. And Strange is like, all right, you guys better get the fuck out of here. And they're like, why? And he's like, every Sorcerer Supreme that has fought that guy since the 1500s has died. And they're like, well, why aren't you coming with us? And he's like, because I'm impossible. And he goes flying in there to fight this thing, right? Immediately gets his shit rocked. Like, it eats his 
cloak of levitation and his eye of Agamotto falls in its mouth and he's just getting fucked up. And Wong comes running in with his brain tumor and starts kicking the squid. And uh, just imagine two hands on the counter. Just, I mean, you're kicking this thing to a pulp. And it's not, and it's it's not working. No, the squid's giant and he's, he's basically just kicking a wall. And the squid just grabs him up in his tentacles and then grabs the night nurse too. And Strange is like, fucking let them go. And he pulls out the Hitler pistol and fucking is trying to steady his shaky ass hands. And Wong and the night nurse are both basically like, don't you fucking shoot at us, you shaky handed bitch. And uh, he's like, I got it. And he takes the shot and just brains the squid gangland style. And uh, so that's what I was talking about when you were like, he's got a sword and he's slashing shit up. Well, mine's got his piece on him. He's packing heat. He's packing <laughs> He's packing lead. Yeah, he's he's got the strap, you know? Not just and, any uh, kind of lead. Hitler's lead. Hitler's, Hitler's dark arts pistol that he killed himself with. And uh, yeah, so he straight up shoots that squid in the forehead and kills it. And then they're like, all right, well, where to since the fucking clinic is burned down? And Strange basically catches a sniff like a fucking bloodhound and is like, I know who summoned this thing. And we're going to go. I'm going to go there. Wong, you take the Night Nurse back to the Sanctum Santorum. They'll be safe there. And them being stubborn sidekicks are like, nah, we're with you till the end of the line, baby. So he's like, all right, word. He doesn't really put up much of a struggle. I get the vibe that this Doctor Strange doesn't really care about people too much. Mm-hmm. And so he opens a portal and he goes to that pharmaceutical company's HQ and Nicodemus is there. And basically gives his side of the story, which is basically what I told you, condensed down uh, that, you know, who he is and why he did what he did. And he claims that he wants to destroy the elixir, not because of, like, you know, Strange's assumption that, you know, it's bad for business, but because it would cure not just cancer, but all diseases. And uh, Strange is like, what? I didn't know that. Like, shit, let's get it, you know. And he's like, no, if if there's no more illness, the world will just strip itself of all resources because the population will explode, right? Mm. There's there's nothing, you know, keeping things in check. And uh, <laughs> Strange is like, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not buying it. And he just immediately breaks the, like, spell that was holding them in place. <laughs> and Nicodemus is like, huh? you could get out all that time? And he's like, yeah, I'm the fucking Sorcerer Supreme. And, uh, Do you know who I am? Yeah. And Wong straight collapses just for, like, <laughs> no warning. He's like, uh-huh. And he goes down, and fucking Night Nurse is like, straight up, Wong has no pulse. And uh, Strange is like, you keep that heart pumping. I'm going to go get this fucking elixir. And Nicodemus grabs it and scoots. He runs to the roof. Strange gets up there, and uh, he starts to cast a spell to just, like, kill the guy, I'm assuming, because that's what this guy does. And Nicodemus is like, uh, which is that doctor. I don't know if I said that. Yes. Yeah, Nicodemus interrupts him with some sort of spell that makes it so that neither of them can cast magic for the next three minutes. And is like, we're going to fight like fucking men. And he starts taking his shirt off, and he's fucking ripped. And uh, he's like, you've been training your mind. I've been training my body. And Strange is like, all right, fuck, all right. And he takes off the cloak and the Eye of Agamotto. Let's do this thing. And the fucking Nicodemus basically calls him a frail old man. And it's like, damn, you had to do him like that. (laughs) Come uh, on now. Come on, wait a minute. And Strange is just getting his shit kicked in. And uh, Nicodemus is like super confident and is like, you're not even fucking trying. And he's like, I'm not getting my shit kicked. I'm letting you exhaust yourself and waiting for my moment. And he's like, huh? And Strange just kicks him right in the fucking gut and knocks the dude back. And he stands up and he's like, you know, that guy that's dying downstairs, Wong, I'm his master of the dark arts, but he is my master in the martial arts. And he's trained me how to fight your fucking ass. And Nicodemus is like, shit. 
And Strange just starts kicking the fuck out of him. <laughs> and, oh, fuck. I mean, he's rocking this dude's world. And the guy's like, uh, and he picks up the fucking elixir and is trying to get away. And Strange starts like attacking him at his heart. And he's like, you're not doing all this because you think that like magic was the problem. You failed that patient because you were too stupid to use magic well. And you're like, whoa, you ain't got to be doing them like that either. <laughs> you're just, now, like, yeah, they're hitting home. Ver- verbally sparring as they're punching each other. And uh, Nicodemus is just trying to get away from him, and he falls. Off, he trips and falls off the roof, holding the elixir. Mm-hmm. And so Strange tries to cast a spell to save him, but that fucking sand timer spell is still ticking away. And so Nicodemus just fucking splats on the f- pavement, right? And Strange is like, shit. And then the magic comes back, and he flies down there with the cloak, and you know, Nicodemus is dead. And the elixir is shattered on the pavement, but there's just a bit of it sitting in like a piece of the broken glass. And he's mm-hmm. like... <laughs> dibs and he picks it up <laughs> and uh nicodemus's like astral projection who is, is like you know i ain't got much time but i figured i'd tell you like you're right about the magic it was my fault whatever but also now you have like a really shitty decision to make do you use that little bit that's there to cure the world of illness or do you use it to save wong right and then that's where the whole thing about the oath comes in because he took an oath as the Sorcerer Supreme to protect the world. But he also says that he took an oath first, uh, and that was the Hippocratic Oath. And that says that any patient that is under his care must be saved if he is capable of doing so. So he goes and he cures Wong and uh, takes him back to the fucking Sanctum Santorum. You've been asleep for like 28 hours. You just keep resting. Strange is like, no, no, no. Why don't you just set up your, uh, your fucking clinic here? And she's like, are you sure? And then he straight just fucking kisses her on the mouth. And, uh, comic. That's right. Yep. A little stud muffin. Yeah. I rang it through the whole thing, but uh, and I probably made it sound bad, but it was actually pretty good. I want to tell you, I, I skipped over it when I was talking about mine. Wong in yeah. The Way of the Weird is basically uh-huh. uh, his fucking bitch. Word. Yeah, like he's a chef. He cooks for him. Damn. <laughs> and like, that's about it. Like, that's really all you see. And he's like with him here and there. Like, that's yeah. about it. Yeah, where at least in this, Wong is like, he's a capable fighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it is interesting to see that in the movies, you know, like, right now, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, Wong is. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> Strange was gone for five years with the yeah. snap, and so it's interesting that, yeah, in the comics, that was not really even a setup. It was like, yeah, this guy is basically his slave boy, and uh, and now it's like, no, he's, he's a, a real player, you know, game. So that is interesting that they decided to yeah. do that with him. I'm glad. I like Wong's. I like Wong's character, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was... I, I enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I, I'm sure I butchered it by just burning through it. But, you know, that's how I do. That's how we do around here. Got any questions for me? I'll answer them all, baby. You hit it. No, I mean, you, you went into detail about everything, so you cleared it pretty well. Yeah, you're right, I did. Did you have what, any questions yeah. about mine? Was his... Like, did he talk about it? Because, like, in mine, um, I, I didn't really get into it in my notes. Um, there A lot of people make passing comments about that he's like a paranormal investigator, basically. Like, he's basically a detective that specializes in the paranormal, uh, which I thought was kind of an interesting take on him as a detective character. What did, did your, was your strange just a fighter um, or? No, he, like in the very beginning with that cold opening when he's fighting that interdimensional demon beast. Yeah. It, like, it turns out he's just in some random person's house. So it kind of makes it feel like he's a ghostbuster. Like people call yeah. him, like you know, have you experienced something paranormal? Call right, me yeah. at one eight hundred ghost now, and he comes yeah. over there and you know gets rid of it. Uh, but like there was the, it was kind of funny. There's a part in it, and he's like, he's saving some, you know, someone's daughter because she has like some 
mind worms or whatever, and the dad's like, how can we repay you? And he, like, starts having a stroke and then comes to, and he's like, your neighbor is, like, has a, the biggest fear of dying alone and his birthday's tomorrow. Bake him a cake and be there with him. And then jumps out the window. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? And he's only just seizing up, and then he's like, <gasps> Your neighbor's terrified of dying alone. Bake him a cake and be there with him for his birthday tomorrow. And then he just flies. He jumps out the window and flies into the night. <laughs> I, I will say, and I don't know if this is a comment on the character or the comics that I read, but this didn't inspire me to read more like the Moon Knight that we read did. Like when I read the Moon Knight comics that we read... I was like, shit, I want to read more Moon Knight. I want to know yeah. more about... And I don't think this got me as much. And I don't know if I picked a bad comic, but... Um, well, I mean, we, you, we both picked... You picked the number one Doctor Strange comic book, and I picked the second best. Like, yeah, second like, we literally created. looked up, like, you know, you know, doc, you know, Doctor Strange comics to read before the Multiverse of Madness. And this, mm -hmm. the Oath was number one in the way of the weird too. And like I said, it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it, but it didn't make me go, fuck, I want to see more Doctor Strange. Right. Right. Um, I think that's also, we know more about Doctor Strange than we do Moon Knight. And Moon Knight's maybe a little more gritty, which is more our scene. Like, we yeah. like gritty, we like blood. This is more like mystical third eye. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily like the mystics as much as I do the... But I don't know, I thought... I, I guess what I like about Moon Knight more necessarily is that there is opportunity for like a bit of character study and looking at mm -hmm. his mental health and the morals of what he's doing. Whereas strange here is just straight up. Like he is perfectly confident in what he's doing. Right. And so I guess I think that a conflicted character might be more interesting. Absolutely. I agree with you there. Yeah. But overall I would say that I was overwhelmed. Oh, absolutely. No, it was still definitely yeah. really fun to see the comic, you know, some comic book adaptation of Dr. Strange. And I, I like, I knew he was a ladies man in the movie. Cause they kind of made it seem that way. Yeah. Um, but they, they like, I feel like they dulled that down in the movie than the comic books. They really were like, oh, no, he's a smooth talker. Like, yeah, he's got a high ego, but he's he knows he's able to back doing. it up. Yeah. 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 He's packing Schmeet, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's the Schmeet packer. Yeah. <laughs> I am the meat All man. Right. My meat is delicious. So then is it time to move on? You think I reckon? Wait, do you want wait. Me to, do you want me to introduce you? Do do you hear that? Welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, Chris. <laughs> I was gonna get you with the the boxers intro. You know. Yeah, yeah. Let's get ready for rumble. <laughs> Let's get ready for cryptid. <laughs> so this week, you got, uh, you got for me. I actually, you know, it's a very well-known one, but I just, I wanted to talk about it because I haven't heard about the scripted in a while. The okay. Chupacabra. El Chupacabra. El Chupacabra. The fucking vampire goat. Yeah, so the Chupacabra, meaning goat sucker, <laughs> sucker, <I barely> know, <laughs> is another, <laughs> is another well, very well-known. me the goat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the chupacabra meaning goat sucker is another very well-known but different type of cryptid it has been reported by farmers all across central america the caribbean which i did not know and southern united states since the late 1990s so this is still pretty modern relatively recent yeah the mysterious creature has been blamed for the slaughter of livestock by draining them of their blood the first mention of this creature came out in 1995 in puerto rico by a woman named oh excuse me i might butcher this uh, Madeline Tolentino, who said okay. the chupacabra killed her goats and left puncture wounds in them as those of a vampire. The descriptions of the chupacabra vary much more, 
much more than descriptions of the Bigfoot. Some witnesses sure. claim that the Chubacabra is a five-foot-tall uh, reptile, while others claim that it looks more like a hairless dog with spines running down its back. Which, honestly, kind of almost sound the same. Like, when a reptile, I kind of picture an iguana, and with yeah, the hairless... Like yeah, it's like, it kind of sounds like an iguana, so, like, I could see the comparison. But I like that it's uh, a five-foot reptile. That's a big motherfucker. That's huge. Uh, some even say that the creature is an extraterrestrial and has connected it to the UFO sightings. However, the various descriptions of the Chupacabra have several overlapping and defining characteristics, one of them being nocturnal, glowing red eyes, scaly skin, and possessing razor-sharp fangs and claws. The Chupacabra, is a like a vampire, is said to feed on the blood of its victims, mostly goats and other small livestock, using a pair of deadly fangs. Animals... Uh, killed by the chupacabra are almost completely drained of blood additionally the chupacabra is supposed to be extremely vicious and hostile to everything and everyone it encounters damn so i mean with it it's i think it's interesting because obviously you have like your bigfoot and that's a little more out there um where this one it's like it's pretty like yeah it drains the animals the sightings or the descriptions of it are pretty down to the you know it's a five foot it's got scales and looks like a hairless dog, so maybe all on all yeah. fours and spines running down. It, it, it matches up pretty well. And then I got yeah. a picture here, and I, mean, I don't know. Well, 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 pictures work really well on an audio, I'll tell you that. It really does. It really yeah. does. Like The audience can really describe it. Like <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll put it in the thumbnail. Nah. Hmm. All right. Sounds good. Um, that's more work for me. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought this one was really interesting, especially knowing, like, how recent it is because you know obviously yeah. i was like oh cryptids you know date all the way back to like the 1800s the early 1900s right. this one literally kicked up six years before i was born yeah and it is interesting to me that <clears throat> like i always assumed that it was like a southwestern you know united states type thing so to know that it started in puerto rico was odd to me like right. i always pictured it being you know mexican or like i said southwest united states mm -hmm. yeah so no very interesting stuff and uh mm. Maybe I'll do some more, like, uh, more well-known and just do a deeper dive into them, find out some stuff that I didn't know about them. Yeah, and I do think, it, and again, uh, with it being super modern compared to some of the others, I think it's odd that, or not odd, but noteworthy that it's the first one that we've talked about where people are like, is it an alien? Which would make sense in the context of, yeah, it was, it, it was in the 90s and people know about aliens and stuff like that, so it makes sense that that would come up as a, like, floating that idea. Yeah, is, you know? is it... Is it something that's not of this world? Yeah, whereas, you know, in the 1880s, they're like, there's the White River Monster, you know? <laughs> We're gonna blow it up! We're gonna blow it up! With bluegrass! <laughs> Dude, the fucking frogman. We gotta find... Like, you need to start finding funny details. I need to start doing deep dives on the Wikipedias and find me the funny cryptids. Okay, all right. I'll do another goal. one about the Loveland Frogman. I'll try to. We'll have to switch out the intro for that episode just to be bluegrass. Yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dude, they gotta save people like that. <laughs> That's the it's biggest not, problem. Like, if you're not saving not, people, what the fuck are you doing? What are you even doing here? It's not <laughs> left. That's not left me. The fact that. It's just a blue, the, what was it? A smoking bluegrass band. A smoking hot bluegrass band. Hot damn, uh, Mr. Frog, man.
Maybe we should start writing. Hold on, hold on. I'm thinking now about writing. Let's think. Writing. I'm thinking now about writing. Just we should start writing musicals for all these cryptids. Yeah. (laughs) I know nothing about music composition or writing for that matter. I can whip out the ukulele. Yeah. Yeah. You whip out the ukulele and I'll just start writing. Very, very rusty at the guitar. Yeah. We got it. We're in the Chupacabra. (laughs) Chupacabra. We'll come up with a name. We're going to start workshopping this. <laughs> the first line I can tell you right now is goat sucker. I barely know her. And yeah, then we'll exactly. just hit the chorus. And then <laughs> fucking close curtains. <laughs> the six minute musical. <laughs> just, just goat sucker. Goat I barely sucker. know her. Cobra is the one for me. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, oh, but on the shit. real. I've been thinking about a lot of video games this week, honestly, because like we've been full disclosure, Chris and I play quite a bit of games together. We do. And like recently we've been playing some pretty mellow games like we've been playing Minecraft again. Oh, yeah. You're picking up. And it's that. just yeah. And it's just so nice to just like we've got a, a good thing going. You like to build. You're not necessarily good at it, but you like to build. That's and right. I like to go kill shit and go mining. So we make a good pair where you can basically give me a grocery list and I just go off and do the shit. And you, I come back and you're like, I installed carpet. And I'm like, very good, honey. And then we go to bed and wake up and we do it again the next day. Damn, you really, you didn't say you were joking or anything about me being bad at building. Word. Oh, I was joking word. about that. No, sure you were. No, you're good. Keep I was. No, I was. Uh, and then we've been playing Stardew Valley again, which. Oh, yeah. We've been getting back on that dude. grind. Like, it's. I'm getting it's, back on that grind. has no right to be as good as it is. Especially um, when you're, like, we are OP on that. We don't do anything for our farm. All we yeah, do is no, plant we just seeds. buy the seeds and plant them, and then what we, we have you sprinklers. Know, we yeah, we got those automated sprinklers. It's just that was a game changer because mm-hmm. watering all those plants was just mind numbing. So yeah. now that we've got those sprinklers, we're like mm, chef's kiss. We've got it. We're both married, and we yeah, it's it's full on. We're into it, and it's I've uh, it's not good. I've been playing um, Animal. Cro- I've been picking back up on Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing and- did do it for me. Oh, dude, I remember Animal Crossing back, like, on the GameCube. So, like, it, yeah. it just hits a nostalgic feeling for me. But, you know, in this one, you can kind of build your own town. Right. Like, you can change the infrastructure of, like, the island and stuff like that. Yeah. And I really want it to be, like, a sandbox, for, like, a mode for sandbox, so I can just do that. Yeah, but especially, I like, having to buy all the stuff and be able right, to craft just, it. And, yeah. yeah, I don't think I can, which kind of sucks, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then I've been thinking about Apex Legends, because... When we do play it, it's a good time. Like, I don't, it's not one that I could just binge. My father is way too into it. Uh, he yeah. plays it like it's a job. Like, if he was better at it, he could go MLG. But, like, he's yeah. level 500, not because he's a god at it, but because he plays it too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm trash at it. I'm so bad at it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm mid, you know? And so when we get our fucking team together, it's, uh, you know, the it's fucking like, three stooges. <laughs> yeah, we're it's not good. Curly Larry then, and Mo. But then when it goes well, oh my god, we celebrate oh. like we're just like we're kings. <laughs> like we're kings. Yeah. Like, like we're like, kings. Like the first time that the three of us played arenas, which for people that don't know, arenas meant one team of three versus another team of three. And like, you know, it's kinda like tennis, best to the first to like three wins, but you have to win by more than one. <laughs> and my dad and I went down and we had only taken one teammate out on the other side. And so, you know, full disclosure, my dad and I had pretty low confidence that we were gonna pull this one off. So we were like, 
You know, Chris, just get, the supplies, just get the supplies and, you know, do what you can. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. And he fucking gets a double kill and clutches this shit. And you'd have thought he just got accepted to Harvard. He fucking is screaming. He's redlining the microphone. And he is just <laughs> losing his mind. And I mean, it's just beautiful that he was that high on life at that moment. And, you know, I would never take that from him, but it was just, it cracked us up how intense he immediately got about a double kill. That's right. And it was like, was you know, it was, it was a man who needed that win at that point, and he got it. That's right. You're, you're damn right I did. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. What, you know, you've been thinking about anything else other than that? Um, you just go, no. <laughs> I live, breathe, and sleep cryptids. Uh, no, actually, I've been thinking... Honestly, I've been kind of thinking about space lately. Yeah, what about it? Yeah, uh, just the vast, the vastness of it. Um, <laughs> like you know, because I sit there, I you know, I saw one of those videos on Instagram where it's like, this is the Earth compared to Mars, and this is Earth and Mars compared to Venus, then Jupiter, yeah. then Saturn, and uh, and then it you know it keeps growing, and then the Sun, and then like there's another star that they had, and then like it's just humongous, and it's just like I like I am so small. Yeah, and you're like, fuck. Oh. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's just I am very small and. Just gets you thinking, like, what else is out there? It makes me, yeah. which I might include, start including, you know, in the cryptids. I might go to aliens. Like, I might touch on that base. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and if any of you Chris's guys have a corner is your baby. Yeah, that's right. It's my child, and I'll nurse it from the teat. Um, but if any of you guys have, if any of you guys have any good like cryptids that you want me to talk about, or aliens, or alien interactions, you can definitely shoot me an email at or shoot us an email. At simply one the mailbag at gmail.com. I'd love to hear them. Yeah. And speaking of, thanks for the setup here. Uh, we did get a letter uh, in the mailbag here from Callie Girl 92. And she mm -hmm. said, Hey, Colin, love the podcast. Wish you would talk more about video games. What are some of your favorite video games you've played, as well as ones you're looking forward to coming up? Keep up the good work. Love you. That's crazy. Uh, I just wasn't mentioned. I mean, she didn't use your name. <laughs> what are you talking about? All these of them great. Yeah, I, I mean, she said she loves a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the podcast. I don't like how it's strictly just you. Can I probably get some love out here? <laughs> she said love the podcast, and then she said love you. <laughs> you! You! <laughs> Could have been you guys. Yeah, just... Come on now. You'd be alright. Yeah. People love you. People love you. I love you. That's right. That's all, that's all that matters. That's right. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> no. So for On The Real, Cali Girl 92. Yeah. So she did. She asked us about video games. So we could probably talk about some video games. Um, yeah, we just, we just talked about Minecraft, Stardew, and Apex. Um, some of my favorite video games. I'm a sucker for so like mid-2000s uh, FPS games. So like... Half-Life 2 was like, I've played that shit like four times. And I'm not even joking. It does such a good job of doing environmental um, where, you know, there's not a lot of, there's no cutscenes or anything like that. Uh, and it just does a good job of, you can tell what happened in a room just by looking at the room. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then obviously there's the meme of like Half-Life 2 ended up getting like, it was supposed to be a three part like episodic sequel, basically. So there was Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and Half-Life 2 Episode 2. And then Half-Life 2 Episode 2 ends on humongous cliffhanger. And then they've just they've never done anything else with Half-Life. 
Um, uh, that's not true. They did a VR, but it takes place before Half-Life 2. So it doesn't even finish that that cliffhanger. And so I really would like to see that, but uh, I don't think I ever will because it's been that was 2007. So, you know, it's been a moment. And then Bioshock is another one that I've got a soft spot for, again, because of uh, that environmental storytelling and, and all that. It's a really good game. Uh, what, what about you, Bob? Uh, the first one that comes to my mind, I think, is probably my all-time favorite. Is And it's something that we actually kind of met through, um, is The Last of Us. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's kind of one of the yeah. games that we bonded through. And, you know, the, it's a beautiful game because it's... <sighs> It keeps it somewhat realistic in the aspect of mm-hmm. it's a zombie apocalypse, but it's actually from a disease called cordyceps, which happens within insects. Yeah, uh, it's a, a real fungus. fungus. Yeah, and it's a real thing, and it basically just made the the bridge jump from uh, insects to humans. Which yeah, I mean, you kind of have to think is kind of what happened with uh, COVID. Wow. Yeah, know, I mean, yeah, it is it, how a lot of diseases happen is they they make a jump from an animal to a to to a human and it's just something that you know that happens and so uh but the whole story is about uh finding love and revenge uh in the first one and then the second one is or no the first one is about accepting like acceptance yeah and then the second one's about revenge and like where it'll get you yeah and the, are and they it, both like two got a lot of flack from a very specific crowd i feel yes and i i'm not in that camp i i loved it no, yeah, um, it, it was amazing. And so, like, I think that kind of ties in where you said, what, you know, games that you're looking forward to coming up. They talked about back before Last of Us Part Two came out that there wasn't going to be a multiplayer component in the game, but that they, they didn't want to give up it. as a standalone thing. Yeah. Right, yeah, which I'd be very excited for. Yeah, I could see them taking that, because we play the hell out of that multiplayer. Actions. You know, when we... Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, The Last of Us, that's a good one. I, that's one of mine as well. Um, you know, yeah, so you know, really The Last of Us, you know, that, that first and second one are really good. I still have to, is there the, the DLC for the first one? Yeah, Left Behind. Left Behind. I still have to play that one. Um, I remember I, I played a little bit of it, and then I, I think yeah. I stopped, so I definitely have to pack up on that. Yeah. Uh, I think, let me see, let me actually, I'm just turning around looking at my games. Yeah. Um, I've got another one that actually ties in. Somebody wrote in to me who I used to be um, like we're childhood friends and, you know, we moved away and whatever. It's not like, you know, we did bad terms or anything, but he hit me up and he said that he'd been listening to the podcast and all that. And he brought up a game that like flashed a bunch of nostalgia. Um, it's this super like I've never seen or heard anybody else, ever, um, but it's this PS2 game called Raw Danger. And it's this it's a Japanese game. That apparently uh, is a whole series over in, uh, in Japan, um, right. but as far as I can tell, Raw Danger is the only one that we got here, and it's apparently the second game in the series. But it's like this weird city that's like it's kind of like a super high tech New Orleans where it's below sea level, and uh, the city is <clears throat> having like a natural disaster, and like the city's flooding, and it's getting cold, and it's winter, and all that. And you play as like several different characters in the city that are all trying to get out. And it's a survival game based around, like, just fighting the elements. And so there's no enemies or anything like that. Just, okay, so these characters are have a car because it's a taxi driver. And you can do stuff like, uh, it had, like, a weird crafting system where you could build. And keep in mind, it's a PS2 game where you could make, uh, you could get cardboard and duct tape and, like, put duct tape up over the windows to keep the cold out. Um, or, you know, put cardboard up over the windows to keep the cold out and shit like that. Sounds very and, advanced for a PS2 game. 
Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. And like I said, it's just I played the hell out of it with the uh, you know the the guy that wrote in and asked me about it, and I, I loved it. And I've never seen her again. And I actually did look it up after he messaged me about it. And uh, apparently there was like a fourth game that was supposed to come out, and it was going to be released in the U.S. And I don't think it ever did. And I'm like, damn. Like, I, yeah. I want to play it. I want to see a new, like, modern mm-hmm. version of that game. I had a good time. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of some that I, I really like today, you know, like in yeah. today's day and age, and then some that, uh, you know, I really enjoyed as a kid. But two games that kind of pop up in my head right now is uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Uh, I really, I, th- I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I know they came out with a, a huge DLC. Um, and I really want to get that. And I've been playing the multiplayer, which is uh, such such a phenomenal um, turn. I mean, I I can go on for hours about that game. It is very yeah. good. And, and to go on with that, God of War. Yes, yeah. The I I remember playing. I believe it was the second one on the PS2. The second God of War game. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the th- I can't remember, but I remember playing one of them. And I remember thinking like I was just I wasn't too much into games as a kid. Yeah. Um, besides, like, I had, like, I had a DS, I had a Wii, the GameCube, um... Yeah, you were, an, you were a Nintendo kid. Yeah, I was a Nintendo kid. And then, but we had a PlayStation 2, and, uh, and, and the original Xbox. Yeah. And, uh, so I got to play, like, Battlefront 2, which was a lot of fun, and then, like, uh, yeah. I remember on the Xbox, I had Spyro, or no, that was the GameCube, yeah, Spyro. Are you Which sure? Spyro was... would have been on the PlayStation, I think, because that was a Sony game. Was it? it, it yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, it would have been the PS2. But, yeah, that shit was gas. Um, and then another uh, another game that, for whatever reason, gets me so hyped whenever we play is Labyrinthine. Yes. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just this maze game. And, you know, we whenever there's a big update, we always get so nervous because we're like, fuck, we got to play this. And, and, and the so levels scary. are long. Yeah, and it's scary too. It does a good job of keeping you on the edge. Yeah, and we get to giggling because yeah, you're literally—it's the kind of game where you're going through a, uh, a maze and you're typically trying to solve a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are enemies in the maze with, you, right? You're trying to and, hide from them, uh, and you're trying to hide from them and complete the puzzle and get out. Right? And it cracks us up because we'll we'll be just hucking and chucking and talking and walking, and then you'll hear you one hear of that? the monsters, <laughs> and we both break into a sprint and just stay silent. <laughs> Dude, as if there's like a proximity chat. Yeah, we're just running, and then eventually I'll be like, are you back there? And like, oh, I'm on you. (laughs) I'm right behind you. I am on you. I remember the first time that we played it, there's a a, a map that's a corn maze. (laughs) Or a hedge maze. And there's this big wide open space in like the center of the maze. And Mm -hmm. we stepped out into it, and we were like looking around for clues or whatever. And I just (laughs) vaguely, through the fog, saw the monster step into the courtyard. And start coming towards us, and I screamed bloody murder. I think I just yelled "run." Yeah, yeah. And I bolt. I was gone, and I didn't even look to see if you were with me. I'm just running, and then I was like, "Did it get you?" And you're like, "No, I'm with you." And I was like, "Oh, good, okay." Yeah, you, you I, turned around, and I was literally in your avatar. I was like, "Oh, I'm yeah. right here, dude. I'm on you, oh, like stink I'm, on I'm shit." Here. Yeah, but I, I mean, blood curdling. Run! <laughs> <laughs> and it just took off. And yeah, I was like, scary You're games like I probably saved you. Yeah, you did definitely. But little stupid scary games like that. I don't know, but yeah. they, they always get me going. I think as of right now, that all I can think of the big major ones. Yeah. That might be it. And just like any question like that, 
I mean, there's probably a ton of answers, and we'll think of right. tons of them when we get off here. But, um, but yeah, I think those are good, good smattering. So then I think it's time to to wrap it up. Uh, we're yeah. we're sitting about ninety minutes. That's a good. I don't want to get too too breathy on it. Um, yeah. So again, you know, we're gonna thank you guys so much for your attention and support. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a great review, five stars on Apple. There, big help, and tell oh, yeah. your friends about it. Because uh, yeah. word of mouth is also a huge help, especially at the beginning like this. Um, so just yeah, if you enjoyed it, tell people about it, subscribe, and all that. You know, smash that like button. You know, smash that like button. Uh, and then Chris, if people wanted to get in touch with us to give us feedback, ask questions, like Cali Girl ninety two did today, uh, how yeah. would they do that? Yeah, so if you guys ever want to get in touch with us or just see when we're posting, what we're posting, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Simply Whelmed Podcast. We have a, a Facebook now as well, which is the yes. Simply Whelmed Podcast. Uh, yeah. Our Twitter is uh, Whelmed underscore Simply. And then, as always, more than welcome to shoot us an email at simplywhelmedthemailbag at gmail.com. That's right. And uh, next week, we're going to talk about the multiple. It'll probably be our first like big episode uh, of yeah. the, other than, other than Batman. Of madness. Uh huh. Which um, I'm very excited for. I am too. And we're really not sure. Like it's a bad week for us as podcasters because the finale of Moon Knight is Wednesday, and then Thursday, like the Thursday. day that this episode comes out, the finale of Moon Knight will be out. And then I think we'll Thursday just have to bite the bullet. The, yeah, like do we just do? I a think we'll just have episode? to do a long. Yeah, pre- yeah. Prepare for a long episode next week. Yeah. I mean, that just makes sense to me. Yeah, because otherwise, I think, obviously, the one that you'd wait on would be Moon Knight. But I don't want to wait on it. I want to talk about it. Right, yeah. And, yeah, I don't want to miss the, the hype of the, the ending for anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys have an opinion on that, you know, tweet at us, send us an email. Um, yeah. I think Facebook would be a pretty good one, just from me running it. Uh, I think it, it, it should give us a good opportunity to, to interact with you guys. So check that one out mm-hmm. for me. Um, And then, you know, again, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Hey, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye.